As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to Vegan Food and Living's Simply Vegan podcast with me, Holly Johnson, and my co-host, Gabriella Clark. With a new episode live every Tuesday, we discuss the latest vegan news, taste test the newest vegan products, and chat to some of the leading names in veganism. Hello and welcome to this week's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you're enjoying the podcast. Don't forget to leave us a review on your platform of choice. And of course, follow us on social media, Instagram. We are at Vegan Food and Living and at Simply Vegan Podcast. And you can also find us on Twitter, LinkedIn and Facebook. Um, I'm flying solo today. My wing woman has been away visiting family. I think she's trying to fit lots in before her little vegan baby arrives. Um, so yes, you're, you're stuck with me for the duration of <laughs> uh, today's podcast. Um, I hope everyone listening here in the UK has enjoyed some much needed sun over the bank holiday weekend. I know I have. Um, yeah, we, after a month of nonstop rain, I think we've uh, all been desperate for a little bit of sunshine. Um, I've been eating a lot of amazing vegan food this weekend. I had my niece's Mexican themed birthday party. So um, I made some roasted chestnut and walnut meat in inverted commas. Um, it's the recipe from Loving It Vegan um, blog. 
the recipe actually suggests using tofu, but a friend said she preferred it with roasted chestnuts. So I gave that a go. It was really good. I think I maybe put in too many walnuts because it was a little bit too crunchy, um, but people seem to enjoy it. I I always try and take something a bit different along to parties in the hope that someone will, you know, try it and think, oh, I, I don't actually need the meat option anymore. Um, I'm not sure I succeeded this time, but you never know. <laughs> Hopefully I planted the seed. I also made some delicious pineapple salsa with chilies and lime, which I took along, which was amazing. Um, I've also been uh, having a few barbecues. I tried the Beyond Meat burgers for the first time. I can't believe it's taken me so long to try them, but they're just often quite expensive, aren't they? I think £5 for two often in Tesco. So, um, yeah, I tried those. They were extremely meaty. I mean, I would seriously challenge any meat eater to recognize that they weren't meat. Um, Not quite as big as I thought they'd be. So, yeah, I don't think I'd necessarily go for those over other ones, such as the Morrison's The Best Ultimate Meat-Free Burgers, which are £2.50 for two. They're um, some of my favourites. And my friend has also been raving about the M&S Plant Kitchen No Beef Burgers. So, yeah, if you're having barbecues um, over the half-term holidays or just during this nice sunny weather, um, give those a try. This week, we were taste testing the new uh, plant milk range from Linda McCartney. So this is really exciting because obviously traditionally they've been more of a vegetarian brand. So um, yeah, great new launch. The The whole range is organic and it includes a barista style oat, um, a barista style coconut and a soya and rice milk. Um, what I like about this range is it's really clean. There's no kind of like um, oils or sugars um, it's really nice and natural with just a few ingredients um, they are a little bit more expensive than some of the others the, the RRP is $1.99 um, but then Alpro is often a similar price I think especially for the organic soya um, and, and I tend to buy it just when it's on offer really so um, really like this the coconut one I've been making coconut lattes with I do tend to avoid coconut milk so I always feel like it's kind of extra calories that I maybe want to avoid but really nice really creamy um, without being too sickly and again with the oat um, really nice and creamy without being too thick so those are available in Tesco's permanently from the 5th of July and Sainsbury's from the end of June. So yeah, go check those out. The other thing that I was taste testing this week uh, were the new Lovely Little Bites, which are dairy-free coconut-based ice cream kind of balls. Um, They are so cute. They're um, by a brand called Sicily's. I think I'm pronouncing that right. And they're available at selected M&S stores as well as the Sicily's website. They are, yeah, they're organic and they're approved by the Vegan Society. And really, really nice because often with ice cream, I just think, oh, I can't be bothered to scoop it all out. Often it's like too solid and I can't, (laughs) I can't be bothered to wait for it. I'm quite an impatient person, I think. Um, And um, you never sort of know how much to have, do you? And then you kind of eat more than you should whereas these you just kind of you can just take them like a little chocolate so you just kind of pull pull open the freezer and just uh just take sort of one or two and it's like a nice little treat without kind of feeling you're overindulging 
yeah, they've won the Great Taste Awards. So obviously really popular and made from sustainable plant-based ingredients. So yeah, I love these. And there's they've got lots of other flavors, including mint choc, um, chocolate orange swirl, swirl, double caramel, pure chocolate, pure caramel, and rum and raisin with new flavors launching soon. So yeah, I definitely want to try the other ones. I'm gonna keep it short and sweet today because I'm on my own. So um We'll go straight into the interview. I spoke to Kath Short, who runs Raw for Fitness. She is a specialist in weight loss. And I think with us all coming out of lockdown, um, it's something that's quite something that's on our minds. Um, the more people I speak to, the more <laughs> everyone seems to be saying the same thing. You know, we've all been kind of overindulging to get ourselves through these difficult times. And when we did a a weight loss podcast this more with Olivier Mancondo. It's actually proved to be the most listened to uh, podcast episode. So we thought, right, everybody's hungry for a little bit of, you know, slimming down, nothing extreme, just, you know, getting back on track. What should we be doing to drop a few pounds, maybe, you know, ditching the processed food and um, upping our nutrients. Um, Kath is really knowledgeable. She's dedicated the last nine years of her life to reading pretty much, you know, every book on, on vegan nutrition. She's now um, qualified as a vegan nutritionist as well. And she's a vegan PT. So have a listen. I hope you enjoy it. Kath, welcome to the Simply Vegan podcast. How are you today? Oh, I'm fine. I'm great, Holly. And I'm just, I'm so happy and excited to be here, to be on, on the Simply Vegan podcast. It's really exciting. Anyone who listens to the um, show regularly will know that I've mentioned Kath Short uh, quite a few times because um, she basically started me on my vegan journey. And I thought it's about time we got her um, on the show. So, Shall we start at the beginning? What what led you to veganism in the first place, Kath? Um, well, for me, it was definitely health, for health, for sure. Um, I had been suffering with various physical problems, um, aches and pains, and um, I'd actually been diagnosed with fibromyalgia, which it, it turned out I actually had something else. But it doesn't matter. At that point, I thought I had sort of inflammation in my body, and I thought... Well, it's I have a choice. I can either be on these tablets for the rest of my life or I can actually take my health into my own hands and do something about it. And the more research I did, I kept coming back to a plant-based diet every time. It was like plant-based, plant-based. So I thought, well, you know, I've got nothing to lose. Let's, let's, let's give it a go. Um, and so, yeah, that's why uh, it was about eight years ago, January the 1st. I was <laughs> I quickly tell you, I was on a holiday with a big group of friends and um, uh, I sort of the night before, after a few drinks, I declared I was going to be a going to be a vegan, not just a vegan, a raw vegan. And so overnight I made the switch. Um, I just went both feet in, went for it. I thought, let's not mess about, let's just do it. <laughs> <laughs> they must have thought you were mad. Did you give up alcohol at the same time as well? 
I did, Holly, and caffeine. Wow, that is that is a massive change. Yeah, yeah. Well, I knew I knew I needed to make this big shift. I knew I couldn't just mess around trying. Oh, let's try a bit gluten free. Let's try a bit. You know, I thought I need to make a big change to make a big impact on my health. So, so yeah. eight eight years ago, you were eating meat, fish, dairy, eggs, drinking alcohol, yeah. everything, yeah. just everything. A, a normal Western diet. I mean, it was relatively healthy in the sense that I did cook. You know, I wasn't li- living on takeaways and things. We obviously had the odd one, maybe once a fortnight, once a month. But, you know, it was it was what I thought at the time, a healthy diet. Yeah. How did you feel, you know, in those first few weeks and months of switching? I think it took, I'd say it took about a week or so for me to start to sort of notice anything. Initially, there was definitely some purging going on. So um, I've always had problems with my skin ever since I was a teenager. And I noticed in the first, I don't want to say this to put people off, Holly, but I did notice um, in the first week um, some purging through my skin. But then what was fantastic, and I didn't see this coming at all, was that my skin completely cleared up for the first time in my life. Uh, And that was probably about two months in, it was completely clear. Um, So yeah, I I did notice some changes and I definitely noticed um, an increase in energy. I mean, I can't say, I mean, remember I was suffering from fatigue at the time. It was one of the reasons why why I went plant-based, but sorry, it's not like I was suddenly doing cartwheels around the kitchen, but I, I was sleeping better. I had more energy. I was generally feeling a lot better. Yeah, a lot, a lot more energized. Was was weight loss sort of an issue for you at the time, or not really? Did that sort of come later when you were working as a? Because obviously now you're a PT, aren't you? And you specialize yeah. in in weight loss. Yes. Yeah, so at the time, no weight weight loss wasn't on my mind. I didn't particularly need to lose weight. Um, so that wasn't why I was doing it. No, I'll be perfectly honest. But, you know, as you as you know, I will probably go on to talk about, you know, being a personal trainer, then of course it's a big part of my life now. That's that's what I coach in. Yeah. I mean ninety probably eighty to ninety percent of my clients come to me for weight loss. Yeah. Yeah. And so what kind of advice do you give them when they come to you? Because presumably they're not all vegan or or eating a whole food diet in any way some are some come to me because I am a plant-based nutritionist um there are the some that really don't come to me for nutritional they're just not interested in my nutrition advice they literally come for exercise but that's few and far between most people come because they know I'm a plant-based um PT and they're interested in how to do that and then occasionally obviously I get some vegetarians who are just ready to take it a step further maybe not fully to veganism but they're sort of interested in how to ditch dairy and eggs or at least you know reduce the intake of it but what I've noticed I've really noticed a difference when I first started this journey as a plant-based PT probably about five years ago um I there was uh I I found it hard to to get through to people the importance of plant-based eating and I found it wasn't particularly well received and Whereas now, the, even since sort of coming out the side of lockdown, 
the difference is amazing. I mean, people literally call me and say, oh, I see your plant-based nutritionist. That's great. I really want some, I want to learn more. And I can't believe the difference. It's just come on leaps and bounds. And for people like me who do this for a living, it's just so welcoming. It's so refreshing. Um, the, the information is finally getting out there. You know, the books are out there. The um, and it and it's not just plant based people talking about it. You know, it's it's on the news. It's in the it's in the newspapers. It's it's on documentaries. The information is getting out, and it's and we're going to see uh, a big increase in more and more people becoming plant based. So you know, wait, you know, give it ten years time, and it will be unbelievable. I, I'm, I'm, it's not even a question in my mind. I know you can see, I can see it happening because I've monitored it from, um, you know, for the last nine years, I've seen it improve. Yeah, it's it's brilliant, isn't it? And even since, you know, you turned me vegan sort of three and a half years ago. I did. <laughs> you know, led, led me down this path. I've had, a, you know, obviously been working on a vegan magazine now, vegan podcast. So um, yeah, you certainly changed my life, Kath, actually, didn't you? Um what how does it how does it work then so a client comes to you they feel that they're overweight they're unhappy with their body um you use some sort of special scales don't you I do so I use bioelectrical impedance scales which sounds very fancy but basically what it does is it reads um not just your weight so it's it's seeing how hydrated you are it's looking at the fat percentage um the amount of muscle mass you have and it, it even divides that between uh right arm left arm right leg left leg so and torso so you get those five um fat percentage readings so you can see where the fat is um and then you can really see whether someone's a bit more pear-shaped or apple or you know you can really see the difference um um also the one I really really find interesting there's two that I really look at one is metabolic age so if a 40 year old woman or man came in and their metabolic age was coming up as higher than their actual age then you know you know there's work to be done um sometimes it's about the same age and and occasionally I see it lower but normally people who come in who are overweight tend to their metabolic age tends to be above that um and sometimes it can be quite shocking um and even a bit upsetting but it is that realization when you see it there in black and white you see those figures there metabolic age the fat percentage and you it's that real realization of the work that needs to be done um so those scales for me uh are, are crucial i i use those all the time and then if someone's coming to me for weight loss then we will look at that it depends how often they want from one one every week to or every two weeks we'll, we'll go back on the scales and see how we're doing yeah you yeah. did put me on them didn't you or I I asked to be uh yes, to be oh, yes, you did. Yes. yes yeah and that was after going vegan and I think my mm-hmm. metabolic age was it was like 20 something I think and I'm, uh, yes yes I'll have it written down somewhere I should have checked yes it was yeah yes yeah, so I was quite excited um yeah. So then obviously you'll come up with an exercise regime for them, but what about mm. the the diet side of things then? So uh, with clients, really, it's it's not all one size fits all because it depends how plant-based they want to go. So regardless of that, what I'm really looking at is saturated fats, trying to, trying to reduce those down. So, you know, if someone is determined not to 
stop eating chicken, let's say, then I make sure they take the skin off the chicken and then gradually introduce them to some plant-based versions of that without trying to scare them too much. Um, in a plant-based world, the, trying to reduce saturated fats, you're really, it's it's fine. There's not much to think about. Um, the main thing is coconut. Now, I'm not opposed to coconut. Coconut's fantastic and delicious. But if you're eating coconut cream on a nightly basis in a curry, then you're probably eating too much saturated fat. Um, something we use, and I always say to my clients, is to replace that with uh, an oatly cream, an oat, you know, an oat-based cream, something like that. But saturated fats um, are something that are really important to just start bringing down. And, and when you naturally move to a more plant-based diet you will do that anyway you will start to reduce your saturated fat and also of course you're then going to stop eating cholesterol you know your body makes all the cholesterol it needs so on a plant-based diet the word cholesterol doesn't even need to come into it you just don't have to think about it um and the other thing is carbohydrates so um occasionally i'll get a client who's so carb phobic you know they'll barely eat a carrot um so it's really looking at the extremes with those like Brown basmati rice is good. Sweet potato with its skin on is good. Um, yeah, let's steer away from the donuts and you know the white flours, the white sugars, um, and and yeah, just just trying to show people that carbs are good. We need carbs. We run on carbs. You know, glucose is imperative for us, and um, we want to keep those topped up. But there's something um, I'd really like to talk about is intermittent fasting, if that's all right, because. Although you can do intermittent fasting on any diet, it doesn't matter if you're paleo or whatever, it is a very good tool for, for weight loss. Um, and with intermittent fasting, we're really looking at, uh, on a 24-hour cycle, your, the hours that you are fasting and the hours that you are eating. So I always try and get clients to aim for 16 hours fasting and eight hours eating. Now, initially that might sort of shock you. If you're used to eating up until you go to bed, say like with a supper at nine o'clock in the evening um, and then having breakfast at seven o'clock in the morning, then you're only getting a 10 hour fast. And what research is showing, so this is real, really research led. Uh, we know this, that um, when you prolong your fasting hours, so let's say, Holly, let's say you have dinner at six o'clock in the evening and then you don't eat until, say, 10 o'clock the next day. That is your 16 hours fast. And that's perfectly doable, isn't it? I mean, that's it's not perfectly like, doable. Yeah. yeah. And what it does is it gives your body an opportunity to tap into stored fat. Because we have three places where we store energy. We have it running through our um, blood vessels in our, in our arteries. We have the glucose there from food that we've just eaten. We have um, glucose stored as glycogen in our muscle tissue and in our liver. And then we also have stored fat. So this is, this is the stored fat is the absolute last port of call for your body to find energy because it's so hard for it to convert it into energy. So if we've got glucose in our system and we've got, you know, we haven't used up our stored glycogen, then we're really not going to tap into the stored fat. You could be on the healthiest, cleanest diet in the entire world um, and you may still struggle to lose weight. So you know, it is, I think if you've tried all the diets in the book and or 
or if you're sort of wanting to lose weight for a specific date for a wedding or you know a specific function then then I would say this is a is a great tool to, to give it a go because really when you have your eight hour eating window it's not about calorie restriction so we're not counting calories we're not saying you know you can only have one banana and you can only have this that the other you eat, you can even have breakfast, lunch and dinner within those eight hours. Go for it. If, if you can eat that much, then go for it. It's not about calorie restriction. Um, it is literally about giving a body an opportunity to tap into stored fat. And it works. I see it work time and time again. It's brilliant. Yeah, it's, I've I've been doing it for the last few weeks on your advice because I follow all of your <laughs> advice, <laughs> Kath, um, and it's really helped me because I am, um, you know, doing a, a desk job and sort of oh. eight hours a day on and off. You know, I do run around the house a bit in between that and walk the dog yeah. and stuff, but I am mainly sitting at a desk like a lot of people. Um, and I was getting up and having a breakfast. Okay, it was healthy. It might be yogurt, granola, chia. I was kind of loading it up with all these, what I thought were amazing fo- foods and obviously are amazing foods, but I didn't need all that fuel because yeah. I'm only walking the dog, you know, at a sort of snail's pace most of the time because he's, you know, wandering around sniffing and things and then coming and sitting at my desk all day. So, um, yeah, it's really helped me and definitely, yeah, in terms of gut health, I feel a lot better um, and a lot more energized. Um, you talked about oils. So you you sort of mentioned maybe avoiding too much coconut oil, but what about mm-hmm. things that like avocado and stuff like that? Should we be kind of cutting down on them if we want to lose weight? Yes, I definitely would say, well, it depends on how much you have of it, of course, but I would say be mindful of it for sure. I mean, especially with processed food, processed packaged food, there's often a lot of oil. And what I get my clients to do is just to look at the ingredients. If you're buying something that's packaged that say, you know, you really don't have time to cook from scratch every day, which is fine. That's normal. That's being human and being busy. But you just look at those ingredients. And if, say, um, let's say palm oil or whatever oil is right at the top of the list of those ingredients, let's say it's the first two, one, two, three ingredients, you know that's going to be quite high. Um, so it's being mindful when I cook at home, I really very rarely use oil. Sometimes I'll brush a pan. If I'm doing making pancakes, let's say flippy pancakes, not American pancakes, I'll brush it with brush the pan with coconut oil to make sure it doesn't stick, but I'm not adding oils to the food. So I even fry onions and celery and things like that in water. Technically it's not really frying, but, um, uh, I just, you know, if I'm making a soup, I don't use any oil. I literally just chuck everything in the pan I'm I'm all I am all about speed I don't want to be spending hours in the kitchen it's just not it's not possible and you know we just we just don't have the time so it's just it's finding ways okay so I, I'm not going to use oil to fry that food how else can I do it you know steaming vegetables or even if I cook chips um we have chips on a weekly basis they're homemade I just literally quickly I'm not fussy leave the skins on I'm just chop 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 it all up probably wedges normally um, and I have a, a mesh tray. I don't know if you've seen them. There's sort of like a mesh tray so the air can get underneath oh, okay. underneath as well. And it just means you don't have to worry too much about moving them around. And they get they get reasonably crispy. I mean, we're not talking deep fried here, not quite as crispy as that. But they're we really, as a family, we really enjoy them. They do definitely get crispy. Yeah. yeah. And I don't use any oil at all. That's amazing. I mean, 
my husband does sneak the oil on i i have tried to um make wedges and, and roasted veg and and you know roast dinners without oil um but then i'll just <laughs> i'll come in the kitchen and find him covering it and once you kind of start cutting out the oil you really don't enjoy the the sort of taste and feel of it anymore do you you kind of no. I had I ate a I had a Buddha bowl somewhere recently and um it was absolutely lovely but it was just too oily there was just oil on the lettuce and and I just thought I just don't need it just don't need it um but I I would just say you know oil not oil oils are the enemy here I don't want to just say oil oils are bad uh, a cold press extra virgin olive oil certainly has certain nutrients in it that are good but we have to understand that it's highly highly calorific so when we want to lose weight we've got to see where those those dense calorie um foods are you know and so it it could be even a a healthy plant-based food like nuts and seeds but they're still calorie dense so we just want to reduce those down and then once you get to the weight that you want and the body that you want then you can probably up that a little bit but we have to sort of create this calorie deficit but without counting calories you know, just being mindful of where those calories come from. Yeah. Yeah. I'm um I'm a bit of a fiend for the nuts and seeds, especially in salads and on my breakfast. And I have reduced them a little bit lately. So <laughs> <laughs> um so I mean, are there any brands uh, let's talk about processed foods for a yeah. moment? Because obviously, like you mentioned, you know, we don't all have time to cook from scratch. Ideally we would, but are there any brands that you kind of advocate that you found that aren't too bad in terms of, you know, nutrition and, and fat? I'm going to say I'm not going to name brands. And I'll tell you why, because even, even brand, there are some brands that will produce certain foods that I would say those are the green light, go for it. So brands like Bol, for example, B-O-L, Bol, some of theirs and a lot of theirs are super healthy, lovely, really clean foods. And then some of theirs, when you just look at the saturated fat, they've used a lot of coconut. So I'm not saying it's bad for you in terms of health and longevity, but in terms of weight loss, if that's what we're looking at, then I would say stay clear of those. So instead of getting clients to say, right, go for that brand, go for that brand. Um, should I tell you what I do, Holly? Should I give you a little trick? Um, yeah, that'd be great. I'm gonna, I know that people listening can't see this, but I'm just looking at a packet of plant-powered um they're Lincolnshire sausages um, that I buy from my lo- local health food shop. Um, so these sausages, while I'm not going to say, yes, eat these every day, they are a processed, they might be vegan, but they're a processed packaged food. So what I would do is I would look at the saturated fat. And what, I, what I'm really looking for is for the saturated fat to be below 1%. And these sausages are 1.2% saturated okay. fat. So is just tipping over, but it's okay. When you look at something like traditional pork sausages, I think it's something, I remember looking a while back, it was something like 10, 12%, sat, not fat, saturated fat. That means the fat is even higher. That's going to be like 30, 40%. So we're really, you know, I just get people just look at that saturated fat, regardless of the brand, um, and see. Then the next thing we want to do is look at the ingredients. So are the ingredients clean? So, you know, we don't just want to be eating chemicals that have been made in a lab. We want to be eating foods that are actually food, you know, they're grown from the ground. Yeah. Um, so if there's suddenly there's all these ingredients that sound like chemicals and we don't know what they are, then 
do you really want to eat it? I mean, I know, I know I'm coming from a position of healthy plant-based eating and there's not everyone is coming from the angle. Some people are just doing veganism for the planet, the animals, and I'm with you too. Like, you know, I salute you. Um, but when it comes to our own health, that's a personal choice, isn't it? How clean do you want to make your food? Um, and when it comes to weight loss, the cleaner you can make it, the better. Because those chemicals are not going to help you <laughs> in the long run. Yeah. What, yeah. So what are some of your, can you share perhaps a few of your favorite recipes? I mean, obviously you don't need to list all the ingredients. Sure. I know you have some, I mean, you're always sharing some amazing sort of sweet snacks and things like that. Mm. And, um, you know, tasty dressings. Yeah. So um, a, a fam- let's start with family favorites. So we love curries. We absolutely love curries. And as I mentioned before, we use um, oatly cream. Um, if we want to use a cream, normally we'd use, you know, sort of a tin of chopped tomatoes and a tin of, and, and a carton of oatly cream. So in our curries, um, obviously lots of veg. Um, and I try and please everyone in the family. So my husband and I love baked aubergine. We love aubergine in our curries, whereas my girls just really are repulsed by it. So <laughs> I, so I would just cook the aubergine separately. Um, and then we add that as to ours, because I think, especially when bringing up vegan kids, you really, really want them to enjoy it. You know, we can't force these things onto them. And I don't think I would have eaten aubergine when I was 13. So why would I expect my 13-year-old to? Yeah. So um, it's a lot, often with kids, it's a texture thing. So I'm always trying to please everyone. And quite often what I'll do is I'll cook a family meal like um, macaroni cheese. Um, obviously, cheese being not dairy cheese. Um, and I'll do a big salad with it. And on my plate, um, because I don't like to have a heavy meal in the evening, I will have probably three quarters of my plate will be the salad. And in my salad will be lots. You know, we're talking all sorts of things in there, you know, with the avocados and a few seeds, but also a a whole rainbow salad going on there. Um, And then probably a quarter of my plate will be the mac and cheese, whereas my kids um, will probably be half and half. They'll have half mac and cheese and then half a load of veg, whether they have the salad or the steamed veg. So although we're all eating together as a family, I kind of tailor it a little bit to, you know, to the, to the individual, whether it's for my husband or the kids, the mac and cheese, the sauce. Oh, do you know, I've adapted it over time. I used to just sort of blend cashews, but now I have found, I can't remember who I, who I saw doing it. It's actually steamed potato. You do have to skin the potato, but steamed potato with steamed onion and garlic and a little bit of, if I've got cauliflower, put a bit of that, bit of that in as well. You want to keep it all as white as possible. Um, I say that you can put in a bit of uh, peeled sweet potato as well. Um, that just gives it that slight yellowy hint, like a, a dairy cheese would have. Yeah. Um, and once you've steamed them, you blend them with a few cashews. I tend to soak the cashews first to make it a bit smoother. Um, some lemon juice, some mustard seeds, uh, um, trying to think oh some milk of course uh milk and just start with a little bit of we use oat milk a little bit of milk and then you can always add more if you want it to go make a thinner sauce but the starch in the potatoes make it very similar to uh, the texture of of uh, cheese sauce it's quite incredible 
it's That's like a really good tip actually I need to I need you to send me this recipe perhaps we could um perhaps you could send it to me and I could share it with listeners because I've been doing the cashews and it's it's just never tastes quite right I definitely can't get it past the nine-year-old the the 14 year old will eat it but right I find a mixture of everything and it sounds complicated but it's really if you've got a blender and you're used to using a blender um then it's this steaming a few veg really and then blending it all up um, and it's like anything, you know, when, when I first show people some recipes, they're like, oh, that's so complicated. And I say, do you make, do you ever make a meat lasagna? And they say, yes. And I say, well, to me, that sounds like so much work, the layer, doing the meat. You know, you get used to what you do. To me, the thought of doing a roast dinner with meat is just sound, the timings and everything sounds so complicated. I think I feel so stressed. Yeah. You know, so you get used to what you do and you get quicker and more efficient and better at what you do. So it just it's just about it becoming a habit. And presumably you could make a big batch of that sauce and stick it in the freezer to, to have. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, you could. You could, for sure. And what I tend to do is just make a, a bit too much. Um, and then I'll even use that as a, a sort of drizzle that on, um, on my salad as a sauce. Or I even save and make double and I'll save it for the next day and we might make pizzas and then I drizzle that on the pizza instead of grating cheese on, even instead of grating a vegan cheese, because it's just healthier than even a vegan cheese. Yeah, that sounds really good. Yeah. What about sweet stuff then? I don't have a sweet tooth, but I know a lot of listeners will do. Well, I'm sure a lot of people have heard this, but just a really quick sweet snack, which which I adore, is just you just get one medjool date, you take out the stone, you put in half to a teaspoonful of almond butter or but nut butter of your choice. You can sprinkle it with a little bit of cacao powder if you like. And it's the quickest, most delicious sweet snack. And if you have that sweet craving, say mid-afternoon, one at the most two, they're quite dense, they're quite rich. You really won't need more than that, and it will hit the spot. And and it's a nice nice easy snack so I I actually had friends over at the weekend our first post-lockdown dinner party um and I made some magnums but actually one of my lovely guests pointed out that it was way more like a frozen snickers snicker bar than than actually a magnum but they went down a treat they were so so delicious um they were a little bit of work but were they really I think I think they were just because the first time they went completely wrong because I had the wrong molds. And if you buy the silicon molds so they can just pop out, then the second time I did it with those molds, they went brilliantly and it was very quick and easy. Um, But they were delicious. Um, I mean, I'm always going to say fruit salad because you can't go wrong with an absolutely just uh, healthy fruit salad, Um, especially as we go into summer with all those lovely strawberries and raspberries and everything. So yeah, so I did go through a, a phase of making like a weekly um, vegan cheesecake, uh, which is sort of cashew-based. Um, and there's, I mean, you just Google vegan cheesecake and you'll get thousands and thousands of results there. Um, but that was quite a family favourite for a while. But um, I think there's so many, there's quite a few uh, vegan choices out there in the supermarket. I know Wicked Kitchen and Tesco's do do quite a lot of things. I mean, now we're really going away from the healthy side of things for weight loss, you know, but if you're not looking for that, then, yeah, I mean, Wicked Kitchen and Tesco's have got so many wonderful desserts now. 
Um, and if you need to cheat and, and you're entertaining or even just, you know, for a family Saturday night treat, then just go for it. He, he does some wonderful, um, Derek, yeah. some lovely Derek things Sarno. There. Derek Sarno, <laughs> yeah. So you can't go wrong if you need to cheat. Yeah. Well, Kath, I could talk to you all day. I mean, you've, you've, you're so knowledgeable. I think you've spent sort of the last nine years really when, you know, since you were diagnosed with fibromyalgia, which obviously turned out you didn't have, but, you know, you spent the last nine years researching, haven't you? Every book I mentioned you've read, every documentary I mentioned you've watched. Um, so yeah, you're a real uh, fountain of knowledge. Thank you so much for um, chatting to me today. Thank you. Thank you so much, Holly. And I just, I just want to just say last words, just to say that, you know, wherever you are on your journey, you know, don't, don't put yourself under too much pressure. And I'm sure people have said this to you before on podcasts, Holly, but it's really important for people when they start out their journey, for you to know that even, even if just changing to a plant-based milk, and you do that even for a year, let's say, you are still making an incredible impact for those dairy cows, for the planet, for your health. So don't underestimate those little changes. And if your ultimate goal is to be fully vegan, then great, you know, keep going and just make those little changes as and when you're ready. Um, but don't underestimate the little changes because you will be reducing your carbon footprint as well. And the world needs those little changes hugely. We need them. Yeah, we really do. Yeah. Well, that's it from me for this week. Thank you so much for tuning in and enjoy your week in the sunshine. In the meantime, you can visit veganfoodandliving.com for lots of lovely summery recipes. And don't forget to drop us a review on your chosen platform. And you can also listen on your smart speaker. So just shout at it, play Simply Vegan Podcast and have a listen. See you next week. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.